Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome to The Broad Experience, the show about women, the workplace, and success. I'm Ashley Miltite. This time on the show, why do so many women have a hard time putting a value on their work? If you don't believe in yourself, if you don't believe that you're worth what you're charging, other people won't. They'll smell that fear and they'll try to haggle you down. And how do you respond to those requests to pick your brain over coffee? If it's really people wanting to pick your brain and, they, and they're not coming to the table with anything, they're not offering to barter, they're not thinking of paying, there's ways to respond to that. Coming up, when women work for free. But first, a word from our sponsor. This episode of The Broad Experience is brought to you by Foreign Affairs Magazine, your best source for in-depth analysis on important global issues and events. You can search their 90 years of online archives for coverage on everything from world history to net neutrality, and an all-access subscription is a great gift for the savvy newshound in your life. Foreign Affairs is also offering me a special low rate for my listeners, only $19.95 for an entire year. To take advantage of their offer, just go to foreignaffairs.com forward slash broad. Earlier this year, I was on Forbes.com one day and I came across a post that really got me thinking. It was called, No, You Can't Pick My Brain, It Costs Too Much. It was by an Atlanta businesswoman called Adrienne Graham and it basically said... I run my own business and I have been overrun by people who want to talk on the phone or meet for coffee so they can pick my brain. Essentially, they want me to give them advice for free. Here's why I say no and here are some tips for you to set boundaries. The reason that article made me think so much is that I recognise my own tendency to want to help people and my own tendency to totally undervalue my work and give away time for nothing. And when you're freelance like I am, time really is money. And I've had more of these kinds of queries lately. People, sometimes individuals, sometimes companies, who want to ask my advice about women in the workplace or who want to find out more about podcasting. But they couch it in terms of, can you chat on the phone or can you meet for coffee? And I have to explain that I've built up expertise in these areas and this is actually part of how I earn my living. I charge a consulting fee for my time. But I tend to feel awkward about this declaration. And I know I am not the only woman who finds it tough to talk about what she's worth. So I got in touch with the author of that Forbes post, Adrian Graham, and we got on Skype. She actually wrote the post three years ago, but it keeps popping back up like it did for me this year. It's proved so popular she's now written a book and launched a speaking tour on this exact topic. Her company's called Adrian Graham Ventures. Here's how the whole thing started. In her business, she was switching tack from a focus on recruiting to concentrating on consulting about business growth strategies. And because she was refocusing her business, she thought, well, okay, I'll talk to some people over coffee because that's how you build up your business, right? You give away your expertise for a while and then people come back. But that's not how things worked out. The tactic backfired on her. She was losing money fast. 
And it just started grating on me because, you know, when you have a child and when you have mortgage payments and bills due, you know, you can't pay your bills with niceties and, and pleasantries and advice. So one morning I just got up and I felt my business is sinking. I'm sinking. I'm, I might lose my home. What am I going to do? And I just got frustrated because I started seeing all of these other people that I had spoken to or given advice to who were killing it in their businesses. They were taking off. I didn't get a thank you, I didn't get a referral, I didn't get a, an offer to pay. So one Saturday morning I got up and all of this was kind of weighing on my mind and I just released this, all of this energy into this blog post. The comments began pouring in and they haven't stopped. And while most are along the lines of you go girl, some are critical, calling her ungenerous. But Adrian points out she charges clients good money for her advice. So how would they feel if they knew she was giving the same advice to another person over coffee for nothing? These days, her business is doing well. She says it's vital to believe that what you know, all that expertise you've acquired, is valuable. I said I really feel it's women who have a problem valuing themselves. Or is it just that men don't talk about it? Okay, well, I hate to assign gender to it. I really try to stay out of that area. But, you know, let's do it. Um, A lot of my women clients who come to me basically after they've read my book or they've read the article, and they say, you know what, this is a really sticky point for me where I can't monetize my intellectual property or I can't monetize my content or, you know, people are not valuing me because women feel nurturing for the most part as, you know, majority of us, I won't say all of us, majority of us are moms. So that's, that's one thing we're by nature, we're nurturers and we want to be able to hold hands and help people. And that's great. That's a beautiful thing. But not so much when that instinct to help people overrides your ability to charge. And even though I don't have children, I absolutely have this nurturing trait. Second thing is we're taught, if you look at these these marketers out there, they've conditioned the market or they've conditioned the general population that you have to give something for free in order to get something. And with all of this, let me give you my free ebook, let me give you my free this, free that, women feel like we have to compete. And the third thing is the confidence thing. Sometimes people feel, you know, if, if I charge too much, I might alienate a whole segment of people. Well, guess what? You don't have to worry about that. As a business owner, you have your target market. That's who you should be focusing on. And women get distracted by the details, the small details. You need to focus in on not making friends with everyone, but being able to fulfill the needs and services that your customers need. Everyone else is secondary. So that. And I appreciate Adrian's allusion to the people pleaser that lives in so many of us. How often have you made a decision you knew was about keeping up your nice credentials rather than helping you achieve something you needed to? My problem is basically that. It's the nice police. And there's been plenty of research done on this, especially with regard to women's ability to negotiate for a raise. Women have been found to negotiate just as well as guys when they negotiate for another person. But when they ask for money for themselves they aim lower. The reason? Social backlash. Women expect to be judged poorly for aiming high. After all, they know society expects them to be selfless beings, so they temper their ask and they get a lower offer. I think it's the same thing here. I fear offending people when I explain, yes, we can talk about this, but you need to pay me. Some voice in my head tells me, who do you think you are to charge for your knowledge? I try to explain all this to Adrian. This is the kind of thing that 
that kicks in and hampers me is this this weird um it's almost an an inability to value myself to not not that I couldn't sit down and do it but it's tough to actually say that I want to be paid what I consider my worth and then there are all these underneath things of do you even believe you're worth that much you know it's complicated it goes really deep I think well two things you can be nice and fun you know I'm I'm very nice and you know people assume they make the assumption because of the tone of the article I was a bit sarcastic that I'm a mean person I'm far from it um you know I just know what my worth is and I know if this was a day job I wouldn't be haggling with my boss about what I should be paid so that's the first thing the second thing is you know my dad had a saying and it was and I put this in the book a closed mouth doesn't get fed or he says a closed mouth don't get fed that that's how he used to talk if you don't believe in yourself if you don't believe that you're worth what you're charging other people won't they'll smell that fear and they'll try to haggle you down when I first started my first business my recruiting firm I was very new, very green. I had no connections. And I just picked up the phone and started doing what any entrepreneur would do, which would be cold calling. Reached out, finally got this advertising agency. And the CEO of the agency decided to take my call. And I was very excited and said, let me put on my big girl pants now and, you know, have this conversation. I won't go into the details, but basically every time I threw out a price, he said, "Mm, no, mm -mm, that doesn't work for me. And because I really, really wanted this first client and I really, really felt that I need needed to prove a point that I could at least snag a client, I agreed every time he wanted to lower it. And finally, he got me down to, I think, about 11% of uh, my fee at that time was supposed to be 33%, but 11% he, he, he talked me down to. He says, okay, you know, 11% is, is good. I said, all right, great. He said, now let me stop you right there. I said, okay. He said, I'm not going to do business with you. And it shocked me. Because it was, well, I agreed to your price. He said, did you learn anything yet? And I said, did I learn anything? What are you talking about? He said, you never, ever, ever discount yourself. You never let anybody diminish your worth right before your eyes. You have a price. You walk into an office. You walk into a meeting. You stand firm in your price and let them see that you're confident in what you have to give. He told me basically, in essence, that, because I was able to come down on my price so much, I was telling him that I wasn't worth it. That taught her a lesson, and it's helped to keep her focused. You also, in the piece, I noticed that one of the points you make is, for people's websites, you say prominently post that there are no freebies. And one of the things I notice about your own site is that unlike so many other businesses and consultants whose sites I've looked at, you actually post on the site what your fees are. You're not, you're not sort of hiding behind, you know, call me and we'll talk. You actually have your fees right there on the website. Yeah, you have to. And, and another thing I do, a lot of people laugh when I say I do this. I never leave home without my fee schedule. I keep it on my iPad. Um, it's always within reach. I never leave home. It's kind of like my American Express card. Never leave home without it. But yeah, I don't believe in all of that, not sharing your fees. And no, it's people want to play these games. I don't have time. I have so many people calling me and emailing me. I have three companies that I'm running. I teach, I mentor, I speak. 
you know, I'm a mom. I don't have time to play games. So I want them already when they come to me, they have already done their research. They've made their decision. They know exactly the value that I can bring to them and they're ready to get to work. So my fees don't scare them. The ones who are scared by my fees, they're not meant to be my clients. She has no regrets. Now, we all know there's a pay gap between men and women, but there's also evidence that even when women are paying themselves as entrepreneurs, they pay themselves less than male business owners do. A recent Financial Times article looked at this, and there have been other studies too. One reason cited is that women may not need the money as much as a male entrepreneur because they have a spouse who's earning more. Also, it's said that women simply don't care as much as men about getting top dollar. They want to do good by the business before earning a lot. But the other possibility is that women just do not value themselves or their work as much as men do theirs. Next, I spoke to Kathy Caprino about this. Regular listeners know Kathy. She's a career coach based in Connecticut, and she does a ton of writing about these issues for Forbes and the Huffington Post. She herself has come up against others' expectations about her status as a woman in a business that's all about helping other people. Some don't seem to think it's a business at all. I had a funny thing happen a few years ago. A neighbor of mine told a friend, um, yeah, Kathy charges because she has to charge, uh, you know, because I contribute to, to the family's finances. And I had to laugh. Uh, I don't charge because I have to charge. I charge because I run a business and I'm in the business of serving others and, you know, generating income. But uh, there is an expectation in some ways that women are going to give. They're going to be generous. They're going to be supportive. And I think that's cultural training. I do. I think that's how we're raised and the messages we get. But I think the most important thing is is not to blame society and culture. You know, darn it, women are expected to do this. It's to look at yourself and look at how comfortable are you charging. And, you know, I work with a lot of women and they're not comfortable. They're not comfortable. Um, you know, they went into this because it's a service business and they want to be of help. So the idea of charging sometimes top dollar can be very jarring. And there's a process they have to go through to be comfortable charging and not offering everything for free. She says you can't just pick prices out of the air. You need to do a lot of competitive research. Find out what other people with similar businesses are charging. What exactly do they offer and how are you different? What can you guarantee you'll deliver to your clients? And then you start setting, you know, what those prices are and you start offering that and you start doing the work of the pushback. There will be pushback, but let's face it, money's tight for most people today. They are going to push back. Ooh, do I really have to have 10 sessions for $3,500? Can it be less? You've got to learn to get comfortable. Yeah, that this is what I'm worth. And sure, we can talk about this, that and the other thing, but you've got to set the boundaries and live with it. That I needed to hear. I also wanted to ask Kathy about the whole can I pick your brain question. As someone who has a public profile, she does hear from a lot of strangers, many of whom just assume she'll help them out. She says she had a major revelation about this a few years ago. When a post went viral and I got 300 requests from people a day to for me to look at their LinkedIn profile for free. And I got mad. And after the third day, my husband came in and said, you know what, you got to find a way not to get mad at this. And that was such the light bulb. I thought, oh, he's so right. And from that day to this, I've, I've done a lot of work about it. But the first thing is, don't get mad and don't get resentful. I've read a million posts that are so snarky, and I wrote one don't get mad. People don't know your business model. They don't know that you make money doing this. They see you writing about something and they want some help and they're desperate. That's all. 
So get over being mad. The reality is we have to educate them on what we offer and what we charge. That's our job. You know, we don't, we don't have to expect that they're going to peruse our website for 10 minutes and find our prices. That's our job, right? But when people ask me to meet, and they do, here's how I view it. Is it possible that it's a connection that's going to be really mutually beneficial? And if so, I'm, in fact, you know, this week I am meeting with someone in my town who's got a wonderful nutrition business, and uh, she's a nutritional consultant and works with a ton of women, and it's going to be very beneficial, I'm sure, for both of us to chat about how we can help each other. But if it's really people wanting to pick your brain and, they, and they're not coming to the table with anything, they're not offering to barter, they're, they're not thinking of paying, there's ways to respond to that. And, you know, I have a, a pre-written response, which is totally the truth which says, you know, due to the very high volume of free uh, of requests for free help that I receive, I'm unable to give you tailored recommendations if you're not my client. And the reason for that is for me to offer effective guidance, I have to know a lot more, and that takes time and commitment. On the other hand, what I'd love to offer you are my free resources. And, you know, Ashley, that is a key, key component. If people want to be of help, and they don't just want to be of help to people that have a lot of money, than to have free resources available, you know, free downloads, free guides, free audios, free webinars. It's so powerful because now you're able to say, I'm sorry, I can't give you my personal time, but I have these wonderful free resources. This is something Adrian Graham does too. It's a way of maintaining goodwill, but making clear any deeper engagement will command a fee. And to be clear, each woman has done her fair share of free speaking gigs for good causes. Kathy says there's one more thing she finds useful when it comes to these coffee meetings, to meet or not to meet. She usually doesn't, but she says if you do think the person might be worth meeting with because each of you could learn something or because you're just really motivated to help, consider this. Often women find it challenging to come out very straightforwardly and say, you know, this is what I'd love in return. But I, I'd ask you to think about that. So when you give of yourself for free, At the end, when they say, oh, thanks so much, I really appreciate your time, you can say, oh, you're so welcome, that was was really fun, I enjoyed it, and listen, there's something you could do for me, and then you state it. You know, I'm looking for more sponsors for my podcasts. I, you know, I, for instance, have a TV show idea for uh, around women, and I'm looking for great TV producers, so make sure that you have that ask. You know, this is what I'd really love in return. And, you know, I've never had had it where they don't say they're going to help. They try very hard to reciprocate in some way that's very meaningful to you. I'll link you to some of Kathy's pieces about this topic and to Adrian Graham's post under this episode at thebroadexperience.com. You can also get a discounted ticket to Adrian Graham's Pick My Brain tour via a link at thebroadexperience.com. That tour kicks off in the southeastern U.S. in December. Thanks so much to those of you who've written a review of the show on iTunes. I have just over 60 reviews now and I'd love to get to 100. If just 40 of you could take a minute or two to do this, that would be great. It all helps to get the show noticed and bring it to more listeners. Another way to support the show is to support my sponsor by going to their website and checking out their offer at foreignaffairs.com forward slash broad. That's foreignaffairs.com slash broad. I'm very grateful for their support as I build the broad experience. 
That's the show for this time. Thanks again to April Leslie for all her help and for being one of the first people to sport a broad experience t-shirt. I'll make an official t-shirt announcement in an upcoming show. I'm Ashley Milne-Tite. Thanks for listening. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.